before we do that, I'm going to let my dogs in because he's whining. You're good dad. Good dad. Good husband. Good dad. Gets water for his wife. Gets the door for his dog. Just... What the fuck is it? What? There's two of them? What the fuck are those things? They win. Jesus. How you doing, girl? You named that big-ass animal Winnie? Yeah, it's like... Yeah. I'm, I didn't name it. Welcome back to New Heights, ladies and gentlemen, presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment and brought to you by the all-new Experience Smart Money debit card. The debit card hey that you. builds credit without the debt. How about that? Genius, I tell you. Fucking genius. We're your hosts. I'm Travis Kelsey. This is my big brother, Jason, uh, out of Cleveland Heights, Ohio. All right, now, new episodes drop every Wednesday during the NFL season. Now subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the show on all social media at New Heights Show with one S in there and check out our official fan club at newheightshow.com also with one s jason mm. tell the people what we got coming up we got another great episode lined up here All right, um, depending on who you're coming here for we're going to recap both of our week 17 home games get to some fan mentions including a mayo related incident and video that travis will surely get a kick out of and uh, we're also going to break down the biggest storylines from around the league as we head into the last week of the regular season. Going to break it down. But first, as always. As always. New news. New news. Coming in. All right. New news. Uh, I guess we're starting off this year the same way we ended it. We are back to number one on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much to the Kelsey family for getting us back up there. Shout out, as always, to the 92 Percenters for tuning always. in and watching and getting a kick out of it or whatever the you're percenters. doing. The Percenters. Here are the other ones that were also on the top shows. we got the Bible Recap, which is number two. Uh, Huberman Lab, always up there. Mortal Sin, don't know what that one is. Dateline, that's self-explanatory. Mel Robbins, oh, okay, that's who Mel Robbins is. All right, Crime Junkie and Smartless. Smartless, Crime Junkie, Okay. All right. Okay. All right. I mean, yeah. What do you think they were talking about on the Bible recap? They got it to number two. That's a good question. Do you think everybody just kind of really felt really holy going into the new year? Like, oh, this year I'm going to be way closer to my faith. Maybe they have like a really special Christmas episode that's from uh, the biblical times that they come out with. What? Is there something connecting Christmas and the Bible? In in the Bible? Well... <laughs> How many, do they talk about Christmas in the Bible? I don't think they talk about Christmas in the Bible. Mm-mm, no. They talk about Jesus. Heard about that guy. I guess he's part of Christmas, but it's always more about Santa, really. It's not about the North Pole. Yeah. It's more about Rudolph. Buddy Elf. I mean, we should have the Bible recap tell us, but I'm pretty sure Jesus wasn't even born on December 25th. I think that's just kind of a made-up thing. <laughs> and cut. I, I will say... One of my favorite things that we did do every Christmas that I kind of miss now was going to church on Christmas Eve. Dude, it was the only time where we could feel like we were a part of a choir. Yeah, it was tremendous. You get to sing it was all like the good songs. It's like the little sing along. Yeah. And you got all the, the, the method which one actors. You, which one was your favorite one? We three kings from <laughs> Orient are. It's always Some, the. Dum, 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 mine, was, uh, mine was the other one. Mine was a West silent. We're leading, still proceeding. proceeding. Guide us to the perfect something light, light. perfect light. No, I used to uh, love watching the gifts. That was the part light. of giving. That's where the giving thing. Yeah. yeah. 
I'm with you. And the candles. We all got our own candles, and I was a little pyro as a kid. That's right. We did get our own candles. I just loved sitting there and looking at the candle. Yeah. Yeah, Got our own candles. Our parents didn't allow us to open up the book (laughs) to the songs. Yeah. It was like a, it's like a, it's a nice little tradition. Yeah. It was like a, um, what do they call those things? It's like a field trip for our family. Yeah. It was fun. Thanks, mom, for doing that. That and Easter. You got to get the girls on it. We're going. We're going. Nice. All right. Well, Jason, you got caught in a tracksuit, a velour tracksuit at that. Hey. Are you now a velour fan? No, All right. um, yeah. I will say the 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 top was nice. It was it was a comfy top. It was clearly a, a nice material. The pants, I don't. It has a liner in it. I don't like liners. I'm just not a fan of liners. That's fair. That's a fair one. What is it about high end sweats that I feel like they're pretty much the same as low end sweats? They just start making the drawstring longer. Like I feel like that's the only thing that happens is like. <laughs> The longer the drawstring, they got a liner. The longer the drawstring, the more you gotta do something to make it look cooler. Yeah, that and the hoodie is typically bigger, wider, way bigger hoodie, so it looks like it like drapes more. I did like the top. The top was comfy, and it and it was it was a Jason. You're saying it like it was like that's like the only time you were ever gonna wear it, and you already gave it away to somebody. I didn't give it to anybody, but I don't think I'll be wearing this that frequently. I just I don't know. Yeah. All right. I mean, it's fair. I appreciate that. It was a good gift. It was a good gift. It was a good gift. It's a good gift. It was a good gift. Nothing makes me happier to see you walking in a velour jumpsuit with a Louis Vuitton duffel bag. So, dude, let me tell you, them sandals, real nice too. I appreciate you uh, dressing as me uh, for New Year's game. Yeah. Let's get some fan mentions of the week. Uh, you want to jump off the first one? A little NFL Mexico sure. on Twitter. Our first fan mention comes from an NFL cartoon that Travis is featured in. The NFL Mexico Twitter account posted this photo with this caption. Departe de la NFL Mexico. Feliz Año Nuevo. I think I nailed the pronunciation of that. Translation. On behalf of NFL Mexico, Happy New Year. All right. Let's see where you have, Trav. Oh, look at that. You have a bunch of Lombardi. Oh, no. Kitties. I thought those were Lombardi trophies. Well, they must have heard us talking about cats on here. Huh. Interesting. How about that? What kind of cats are they? Do you know the different, like Calico and... What? Like tiger and lion? Like that? Well, those are cats. Like cheetah? Yeah, I suppose that works too. Nice, man. That's, That's a cool. good one. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Who is uh? Who is that? Jimmy Johnson holding on to a... Who is that? Jimmy Johnson holding on to a Steve Young doll. Oh, pinata. A Steve Young pinata. It looks like a, yeah, it's a pinata. Is that Steve Young? George Kittle, maybe? George Kittle pinata? It says 85. Yeah, that's George Kittle. Nice. Nice. George, you're a pinata. And he's got, oh, yeah, that's like the, uh, what do you call it, helmet, too. It's like the Power Ranger helmet him and uh, Bosa wear. All right. Well. Congratulations on your kitties. Uh, and other related fan mention news. There was also an Eagles fan at the game with a sign who clearly listened to the Friday episode. That's right. Get the cat, Jason. Go birds. Get the cat. I agree nice. with the go birds part. Everyone's listening to this I agree thing. with the go birds part. Listen, I don't need anybody to tell me what to do. All right? <laughs> other than Kylie. 
I was about to say. <laughs> and for the next one, uh, from at Ali Smeech on Twitter, uh, at New Heights, at the Mommers 2024 Parade. Nice. All right, now. Ooh, we got a pretty good one here. Got a pretty good one to Jason. Nope, Zach Galifianakis. And, oh, nice, a little New Heights uh, game day bag. A little clear, uh, clear little bag with White Claws in it. Yeah, uh, I don't know if we support White Claws. More of a tequila guy than a malt liquor, but it's uh, the person dressed as Jason has a full beard going. That is not Jason. That's Zach Galifianakis. That's, uh, well, that's Hangover. That's is hangover. there really a difference? Yes. Don't ever Not. try and I do like that fucking umbrella though. Damn, that's a good umbrella. Oh, that's that's a mummer's umbrella right there. That is not. That's a roulette umbrella. I mean it is, but this is like in the typical fashion of what Mummer's Parade's umbrella looks like. It's like a style of Mummer's umbrellas. Oh, a style. Oh, okay. The so like, wavy this is, the wavy yeah, version. This is okay. the ornate umbrella that's like not even really an umbrella. It's more just like a accessory item. It's just there, yeah. It's a little, yeah. It's a very mummer, mummer thing. All right. Well, yeah. Sweet man. Did you, uh, did you, you didn't check it out at all? I wanted to, but after the game, I didn't necessarily feel that festive, so we opted to not go. Unfortunately, probably watched it on the news though, right? They got that stuff playing. They do televise it. Yeah. yeah, you got to do it, right? I was peeping it. Shout out to Philly and everybody uh, having some fun with the Mummers Parade. I guess we did have somebody in house at the Mummers Parade. Our own Brandon, intern Brandon, was at the Mummers Parade. Ooh, Brandon, do you want nice. to describe to everybody what the Mummers Parade is yeah, like? Yeah, Brandon, come on in from, here, Brandon. That's from Texas. Can we can we do a preemptive welcome in, Brandon? Do you think this is a good bit, Trev? He's gonna hype it up. I guess we'll find out. How long does it take to refresh a browser page, Brandon? <laughs> Maybe he can't come and in. There he, he is. Was well, there he is? <laughs> Did you just ask us to sell you in a good bit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll see what happens. Yeah. What do you well, got? What's, so as somebody from Texas, mm-hmm. never having been to a Mummers Parade, am I, are all these statements true so far? What? <laughs> what were the statements? <laughs> You're right. from Anyways. Texas. <laughs> that I'm from Texas, yes. I have, I have no idea what a Mummer is. Okay. Didn't know what it was. What What did you think? It is. It is something. As far as New Year's Day celebrations. I don't. Okay, Jason, it's. What what are they celebrating? New Year's Day. Well, here's what I saw. Let me just tell you what I let me tell you what I saw. I saw a bunch of men in costumes with umbrellas carrying around different kinds of of booze walking down Broad Street having a great time. I'm, I'm failing to see where not this is not bad. Is this is, this so far. Is, no, no problems with it so far. I'm I'm in. Okay. This is a good vibe. I saw yeah. a, a, one of the drunks I've ever seen dressed as Ben Franklin just Pounding, Ooh. twisted teeth. I mean, let's be honest. If you're just like Ben great. Franklin, you you want to be drunk, right? And I wanted to hang out with that guy. A thousand percent. I don't know what what is the you what is a mummer and what is the point of it, Jason? What what is and the you like putting me on the spot here? I, I am. So this I is your this, deal. Well, it's not my deal. It is Philadelphia's this is your, you deal. You invented this, don't right? You, don't you back out of this shit? <laughs> every every the guy fucking, there looked like a the, dude that would hang out with Jason. Worldwide Kelsey. mummer. You are. You the are the mummer. Stop. Um... I looked this up a long time ago. I think so. Mummers go back to like England, I believe, right? And it was a tradition where I think guys would dress up in women's clothes and go door to door, and you would like celebrate with the families of like the other residents. Listen, I don't know. Let's look it up. How about this? How about instead of Jason guessing what the Mummers parade is, we just look up 
What is a mummer? Brandon, do your job, Brandon. This is your job. You're the, you're the searcher. Listen, people are watching me do my job live. You are the searcher. It used to be a celebration of rivalry between the neighborhoods. We still don't have an answer for it. It's like a folk parade celebrating Philadelphia. There you go. Yeah, I think that's that's accurate, but I don't know where it comes from, I guess. I was trying to think of like where mummers come from. We're going to get a lot of comments correcting everything about what we just said. Who needs a search bar when we can just ask the 92 percenters? Yeah, just leave us a comment what a mummer is. Yeah, I think I, I botched what a mummer is pretty significantly, but we'll clean it up. I'll cut it. I'll cut it. I'll cut it. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the I think the gist of it is just a celebration of uh, Philadelphia cultures, mm -hmm. heritage, mm -hmm. and most importantly, uh, drinking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Until someone describes to me what exactly a mummer is, we're not getting out of here where it came from and how it has significance to Philadelphia. This is just a bunch of shit on new year's that they are trying to do to like celebrate the new year. The mummers derived their name from the mummers play that was performed. Just like, Oh, the new year. What should we do? That's a... What if you put on a dress and got drunk in the I'm streets? I'm trying to describe, I'm reading it from <laughs> performed in Philadelphia in the 18th century as part of a wide variety of, of working class street celebrations around Christmas. By the early 19th century, this coalesced with earlier Swedish costumes, including the Christmas neighbor visits. The Swedish. That's what I was talking about. They would go, boom, boom, boom. You go to your neighbors uh, and possibly shooting firearms on New Year's Day. Although Ooh, this was common in other go. countries as well. Did not get to do that. The Pennsylvania German custom of bell snicking where adults in disguise question children about their behavior during the previous year all right well we're getting somewhere we're not getting anywhere um carrying on the official custom of on of new year's day calls during the seven years of occupied nobody ever gets anywhere describing what this is and why no, i've been asking about it for years everybody i meet in philadelphia i ask them about it and it's just like it's just what we do on New Year's. You know, it's the parade. All this is to lead into the child that was dressed like me at the game, which was pretty cool to see. Yeah, and they let him on the field. They let the little kid on the field. Did you see him, Brandon? I saw that kid, yeah. Kid had a big crowd around him. Kid, People were really into that kid. He's got a great beard. The other one was Zach Galvanakis. That's Jason. That is Jason. This is like my mini-me. You were warming up, and people were trying to flag you over there, but you were locked in to doing... What looked like wall drills. You were doing a little wall drills. Wall drills. You were on the goalpost. Like, you warm up like a bear scratching their back. Oh, no. I was just trying to loosen the hips up. Yeah. Cool kid right there, man. Well done. That is a great outfit. He nailed it. His beard's even better than mine. That's how you dress as Jason Kelsey on an Eagles game. Pretty solid. Trav, we got to get you out to a Mummer's Day Parade one of these days. Maybe. Maybe. I might just keep... You know, doing the New Year's Day in Kansas City. Those are pretty freaking fun. It looked like you had some fun. I always have some fun. Would you dress up or would you rather just go and participate? I mean, until someone can explain what the what what this is for. It's whatever you want. It's just a celebration exactly. of the New Year's. All right. The same well, reason every other culture has New Year's Day celebrations. There's not dragons in, in Asia, but they still have dragons all over the place on New Year's Day celebrations. Yeah. Well, if you look at the history, there might have been dragons. <laughs> 
when it all started. All right. You want to keep it going? This last fan mention is something that a lot of concerned 92 percenters reached out to us about. Duke's Mayo Bowl between West Virginia and North Carolina was played last week. And, of course, when the 92 percenters saw Mayo all over their TVs, they immediately think of Travis. <laughs> From Mama Bear Swifty on Twitter. Wondering if T. Kelsey and Jay Kelsey are watching the Mayo Bowl and if Travis will survive watching the Mayo dunk after the game. Let's go, Mountaineers. So I was not watching the game. I didn't even know that there was a Duke's Mayo Bowl. I didn't even know that was a Duke's Mayo. I've never even heard of Duke's mayonnaise in general. They've just been been whipping that shit up for years. Trav, have you seen this video of this coach being dumped in mayonnaise? I have not, and I really don't want to see it because I see this picture, and I can already see that yellow fucking goo coming out of that fucking bucket. God damn it. Oh, my God. That's not thick. That's not a thick mayo. That's fake mayo. So that's That's what I said. The the viscosity of this is way too – that's watered-down mayo. What Jason said. Yeah, that's not as – Right? That's not as – We don't need to revisit that sound. Real mayonnaise would have been way grosser. That's yellow paint. That's not mayo. Yellow paint. You might be right. They knew They knew that they couldn't fucking dump mayo on somebody because they would probably throw up. So you don't even think this is vomit. watered. <laughs> I think this so is you don't even paint. think this is watered down mayo. You think this is a, a substance that doesn't have any mayonnaise in it. Correct. Is that our conspiracy? Yep. I think I'm, I kind of tend to agree. I think mayonnaise, yeah. it's a way different consistency than that. Have you ever seen a tub full of mayonnaise like that, though? I have full- seen a tub full of mayonnaise. It's delicious. Oh, my God. It's fucking... Put it right on my cheesesteak, please. Dude, get uh, on your cheesesteak? Uh, it's very controversial. People in Philadelphia... I'm really losing points with Philadelphia right now, not knowing exactly what a mummer is and also saying that I put mayonnaise on my cheesesteak. But, yeah. Well, Duke's Mayo Bowl, um, I call BS. That was not real mayonnaise. I'm with you. Disgusting if it was real mayonnaise, so I kind of respect it. And thirdly, how the fuck do you guys get a big bowl game? Blowing my mind. Um, and does, does like, their, whoever wins gets, like, free mayo for the entire year? Well, the one the one guy in the corner <laughs> is holding a check. Hey. I don't know how bread? much it's for. It's hard to make out. Nice. You can, they can just use it as a uh, as like a food stamp to get more mayo. It says $10,000. Nice. At $10,000. But I don't know what it's for. I don't know what's going on, to be honest with you. Me neither. Shout out to the Mountaineers for getting the uh, the win down there in the Duke Mayo Bowl. Um, and uh, that mayonnaise was Fox. It was Fox mayonnaise. Full mayonnaise? We got to get to the bottom of what that really is. And that's the bottom line. You want to hit the uh, no dumb questions? Moving on. It's now time to answer some no dumb questions because there's no such thing as dumb people. Just what? Dumb questions. No dumb questions is brought to you by our friends at Buffalo Wild Wings. Let's go sports bar. From Soccer Mom 237 on Club 92. When do NFL players get their profile pictures and videos taken of them that the TV broadcasts show when they are giving stats or take or talking about the players? Uh, they make you guys do some pretty dramatic shots. They do. They do. This is my least favorite day of the year, which is production the media day. day. Yeah, it is really annoying. You have to get dressed up in all of your equipment. 
to go do a bunch of pictures that you don't want to do. Well, some guys like doing it, I guess, but uh, I can't stand it. And they usually try and do something in there. Like one year we had like a boxing ring in there and guys are like boxing. I'm like, guys, what the fuck are we doing? Just take your goddamn pictures and get uh, like, what are we, what's happening right now? They're trying to make it fun, man. This last year they had like a whole house built and like you would go in there. Us old dudes are just so over this shit. Get out of here. I'm, I'm... <laughs> I, don't I was so, to... <laughs> I was so over it for, I think for like eight years, they used the I exact can't, same I can't Monday night. I can't. I can't they, rip they it, used man. the exact same Monday night face of me because I kept refusing to go in there and do an <laughs> was, updated version. Wasn't it of you and I still like, had like long hat? hair. Uh, yeah, I still had long hair. There was a Santa hat for a while, but they talked me into doing it last year, largely because they agreed to help me out with the documentary I was making. And they were like, "Jason, we need you to do media day if you're going to uh, get any of the footage. If we're going to play ball with you, that is blackmail. Is what that is. That's bullshit. I know. It's it. It really is like. They didn't straight up say that, so I couldn't like charge him with a crime. But it was <laughs> it was implied. It was implied. Scratch your back if you scratch mine. Yeah, I, I cannot stand media day. Can you stand in here and look at the camera, all serious, and then point the ball, then bring the ball back? Can you put the ball like this? Um, I did a media shoot for the black jerseys. And it was a photo shoot, and then they released the photos, and I looked terrible. There's nothing. The photographers are phenomenal. There's nothing they were going to be able to do to make up for what these photos are going to look like. <laughs> but that was the last one. I'm like, guys, I'm not. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I can't pretend like I care about this nonsense. Those of you that don't know, Media Day, it's every oh, yeah, single I guess we should answer station, the question. Every single station. <laughs> Monday night. So that's ESPN comes in for Monday night. Uh, NBC comes in for Sunday Night Football. Yeah, Fox. Um, I believe Fox also comes in and maybe even CBS. But everybody comes yeah. in and gets like their shot or what they do for um, for the intros or for when they're highlighting a player and you see all those graphics and stuff. <laughs> Typically, teams try and knock it out sometime before the season, like in the offseason. Um, and, yeah, it's uh, – it's not the the most fun thing for everybody. Some guys get into it, and some guys have a good time. When you're young, I feel like you're you're super into it. It's like, oh, no, this is sweet, yeah. It's cool. I'm going to be – but then once you get older, you're like, this is – all I want to do is sit in my locker and not do anything for 30 minutes, and now i got to put on a bunch of uncomfortable pads and equipment, take a walk to an indoor facility, and take a bunch of pictures. Does your, I was about to say, does your indoor have AC? It does, yeah. Dude, our indoor doesn't have AC, and it's all we always do it in fucking June. You're just sweating, and you're just yeah. sweating. No, it's serious though. You're just sweating your tail off for like the next like hour and a half trying to knock out all these stations. Yeah, we used to not have AC, or either they just didn't turn it on for signing day, and it was the same thing. On signing day, you'd be like on your thousandth autograph for the team, just drenched in sweat. Ironic, this is coming from Soccer Mom. I remember uh, all the soccer moms probably have all the pins and the pictures for, so she was just probably wondering, you know. Have you ever where been would, a fan Where of would Mama Kills get picture day stuff, huh? Have you ever been a fan of picture day? No. It's always like, what are we doing? I do like looking at the old pictures, though. What? Like looking at the old team photos and looking at like what guys used to look like in like the 1950s. And you're like, I'm with that. In the That's halls. cool. Yeah. So maybe all it'll right. be cool in like 40 years. But right now I look at all of them. I'm like, this is a waste of time. I do not look forward to the day. Um, I just want to play some football, man. That's all I'm here for, man. Yeah. 
yeah so that's what happens uh and that's how you get your uh tv broadcasts um individual shots and graphics thanks soccer mom 237 and um moving on to from uber reese at uh also on club 92 my wife is pregnant without oh with our first child what do i need to include in my jason approved hospital go bag jason this one is for you um okay what do you need what first of all you got to make sure you have a fan because it can get really hot and uncomfortable in there if you like fans when you sleep make sure you bring a fan there you go if you have a pillow that you like, I would, I would take that. I think uh, it's really important, and I'm being dead serious, to bring some type of bars, whether it's an energy bar, chocolate bar, because what happens is a lot of guys pass out. Yeah, we talked about this. Yeah. Yeah, it's really important right when your wife starts going into labor to eat a bar to get your sh- blood sugar back up because you don't want to be passing out in the most important part of what you're there for. You want to be able to, you want to be there to witness and offer support for your wife. And then, of course, you need to bring something that you can do because there's going to be a lot of sitting around and you don't really have anything to do as a dad. So, you know, take a book. You can uh, bring a game. I don't know. Anything that you can Just do. Just download some around. good games on your phone. Just download some That's good, good games on your phone. It's a good option. Always a good option. But other than that, you're going to be, you're going to be, getting up and getting water you're gonna i mean listen you're you're the role player for the day your your job is to assist your wife make sure she's comfortable make sure she's happy um and then outside of that there's not much else for you to do there you go that's it you got your to-go bag get you some bagels get you some bagels well you just order the bagels yeah get you You some bagels you can bring them if you want yeah get you some accelerator Get you some thermogenics. I mean, that might not be a bad thing with the power bar. Just power bar, wash it down with some accelerator, and you'll be, you'll be really you ain't passing the- out. Then you ain't gonna no. pass out on that. You'll be wide awake. <laughs> All right. Well, there goes your to-go bag. Why are you looking at me like that? I don't know if Kylie approved of my last answer. She didn't. Did I not do a good job with that answer, Kai? She's just laughing. What are you doing, eavesdropping? No, I got water for you. One time. Out of the three pregnancies. <laughs> well, the first time I wasn't allowed to leave the room. We were in COVID Jason, lockdown. can I... Gosh, can you give me some water? Jason just starts buzzing the nurse. <laughs> the first time I was technically not allowed to leave the room. Second time. Second time I was not allowed to leave the room. COVID. Under strict protocols. From at It's Okay G on uh, Club 92, did you guys collect sports cards growing up? Of course we did. Who did you collect? Are you still into the hobby? Um, Yes, of course we collected sports cards. I think all kids that love sports find a way to get into the cards. And uh, I don't think we had – I wouldn't call us collectors. We did – I loved going to – I I loved going to stores and asking my dad if I can buy – or if we can grab like a pack of cards and open them and see who they are. I never had any good ones though. We we never practiced the habits of collectors. I didn't have any rookie cards. I didn't have any like we would get all the like the plastic binder holders so that the cards nah, wouldn't get yeah. ruined and yeah. then we'd take them right out of that. Take them right like, out. We weren't yeah. I think we got a whole box of NFL cards of one of the seasons. Uh-huh. And they and I think it was George and I think the Woodworths gave us 
those for Christmas one year. I believe it. And I remember them saying, like, guys, don't open them. R.I.P.G. The, 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 the box will George. be so much more valuable if you don't open them. And we lasted like two days, and then we opened all of them. <laughs> You're like, yeah, 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 but what's in them? Uh, who's in here? Who's in? Oh, Barry Sanders. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I just remember playing games with them. I would design games with the cards. Like one of the games I know that I used to do is I'd put a hat in like a specific part of the room, and I would try and throw the cards from my bed into the hat. And it was like a tournament, but the cards were actual players in the tournament. So, like, yeah. there was Omar Vizquel and Albert Bell. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tim Couch. Uh, all those guys were in the game. <laughs> okay, Timmy. As though they were competitors, even though I was the one flicking the cards. And whoever won was the it's champion. It's a genius card. game. It's a genius. I want to go play that game just to see who It was wins. a fun. It was a good one for, as a kid. I loved it. Yeah, you were just like Gambit. You were just. That's right. All right. Well, sweet. Um. Yeah. And do you do you collect cards now? I have a couple cards. I actually wouldn't mind getting into it. I do like older cards. Like there's something nostalgic about having a playing card. I think it's pretty cool. One hundred percent. Yeah. And I do have technically a bunch of boxes that there might be a Tom Brady rookie in there that we're still waiting to open. Maybe we'll do that uh, for the ninety two percenters one day because I think that'd be pretty awesome. That would be but, pretty uh, sweet. I think I brought this up before our white elephant. Somebody brought in a. Dr. J signed basketball card, and I thought that was pretty cool. Like Dr. J, I don't know. I could get, I could see myself getting into it. What about you? Yeah, I like all all the vintage stuff. Anything vintage, I'm here for. I like uh, vintage clothes, vintage memorabilia. Would you ever collect current players, or would you only go with? I would probably only go previous. with the guys that I enjoyed watching growing up. Right. Yeah, I think there's I, something about. I think it's a pretty smart investment to invest in dead guys because they're not making any more stuff. Everybody's a dead, dead guy walking. Well, yeah, but I mean, they're not dead yet. So they could come out with like a whole new sh- string of signatures and cards. And- so what you're saying is get a rookie card and never mind. <laughs> get him to sign it and make sure it's the only one in circulation. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll be looking over my shoulder. All right. We're joking. We're joking. Hey, just joking about murder. And that was no dumb questions. Just two dummies talking about it. Yep. Brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings. Let's How go sports that? bar. It's time to talk about our partner. Prize Picks. Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. All you have to do is select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place an entry. Plus, Prize Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. Tuesday, Prize Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Uh, and Prize Picks now offers Apple Pay for quick and that? easy deposits into and out of your accounts this football season. That's pretty good. Uh, and now for the portion of this ad read labeled personal experience to be read by talent outside of Travis and Jason Kelsey because we are active NFL players and cannot participate. But you know who can? That's right. Our intern, Brandon! Yay! Everybody give it up for he's Brandon. Here. There he is. Brandon's here. Hey. Oh, he's back. Oh, back. He's back. Are you here? Last week I picked players that didn't end up playing. It was great. I'm not going to lie. I don't know how I saw that one, but I did see that one. Yeah, it was good. Mark, it was really fun. Big, big time game. Big time game. Big time game. Um, big time game. Yeah. 
How about you pick some guys that are actually going to play this week? Listen, we're recording this way earlier than the week, and who knows what happens in week 18. I'll do my best. Let's go CJ Stroud yards, and let's do Josh Allen yards. I think they'll come through. That's what I'm rolling with, but go ahead and make your picks. Price Picks has a lot of options. Um, I would wait till right before the kickoffs to see who's even playing this week, but should be wild week 18. I'm going to get out of here and get the guys back. All right, Brandon. I'm out of here. Yeah, see you, man. Bye. God, that fucking... I hate it every time he comes on here, man. Yeah. He's just telling everybody to fucking... Major downer. Every time. All right. Hopefully you guys uh, don't listen to our intern, Brandon, or he does you guys right and uh, absolutely kills it and um, is a great representative for prize picks. And if you want to start making your own picks, go to prizepicks.com slash new heights and use the code... You guessed it, New Heights, for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepigs.com slash New Heights, code New Heights, for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less, it's that easy. We need to shout out one of our sponsors that you probably see us drinking all the time during the show, and that's Accelerator Active Energy Drinks. And it's officially New Year's, ladies and gentlemen, the 92 percenters of New Heights. Uh, so if you've been looking for a way to accelerate your fitness, all right, now in 2024, look no further than Accelerator Active Energy Drink. Accelerator Active Energy has zero sugar, gives you sustained energy, gets your metabolism going, and gives you the enhanced focus you need to accomplish pretty much anything, like uh, maybe play in an NFL football game or take care of three kids and uh, two Irish Wolfhounds, which is way harder, if we're being honest. All right, now, plus, there's also nothing like those signature plant-based thermogenics to give you the energy you need to record a podcast. Uh, That's right. That's why we're here. This is why we're here. This is why we do it. Start the new year off right, 92 percenters, and get your hands on some Accelerator Active Energy Drinks, available on Amazon. Yeah, let's get some bold topics, starting off with our games, man. Uh, Cardinals 35, Eagles 31. On New Year's Day, New Year's Eve Day, excuse me. Yeah, man, that was a uh, that was a tough one, big guy. That was a yeah. tough one, no, especially uh, late in the yeah. season and um, being up at half. And uh, what are your initial thoughts on it, though? Well, um, yeah, I mean, we blew essentially home field advantage at least for part of the playoffs, if not all of it. Um, so yeah, it's a it's it's a very frustrating game, and we're just not playing good enough right now. Yeah, it's, it's all there is to say. To lose a game like that late in the season stings. It does. So, but all you can do is just go back and and, and work, man. I still, I'm going to keep saying this because I believe it. We have great players in the building. We have great coaches, and um, all you can do is just keep going to work, man. Keep, you know, looking at things objectively, looking at things that you can do to improve your gameplay, uh, and uh, and to assist others. And I think. It ain't like guys aren't trying. Dudes are trying. People are trying to get this corrected. Um, you know, I think it's just it was a it was a frustrating day to say the least. All right. Well, let's uh let's kind of start with this uh, post game quote from uh, Sidney Brown. He's in quotes saying, "Fuck, we just lost to the worst team in the NFL." Says confidence is still there. If we play to our capabilities, we can beat the shit out of anyone. All right. Nice. That's the confidence you need, man. Yeah, the Cardinals are not good this year. I think that's a they, they've, they've had some downs for sure. Yeah, they beat, some, they beat some teams though, man. You can't. Well, they beat like, Dallas. Who else did they yeah. beat? Yeah, that's the only other team they beat. 
I forget who else it was. Maybe a Pittsburgh is a Pittsburgh loss there. We've talked about this before. It's the NFL. No matter how bad a team is or how bad their record has been, it's any given Sunday. And you know what? They showed up and they played, man. They freaking Connor and the, the run game, they were running the ball. I mean, absolutely dominantly. I mean, it's just the, the way it is. And it's uh, something that was frustrating to watch or frustrating to be a part of. Um, offensively, you know, when the team's running the ball well, you only get so many opportunities. And you got to maximize them, man. We didn't maximize all of the opportunities we got. You know, I think yeah. we got out to an enormous lead to start off, you know, start out 21 to six in the first half. And, you know, regardless of what's happening on the defensive side, that should be enough of a cushion. And offensively, we should be able to seal the game out. So, um, you know, really, really frustrating day, obviously. But I agree with Sydney. Obviously, a team that you don't want to lose to. Uh, not that you want to lose to any team, but in this league, you play anybody, they can beat you, especially if you don't take care of business, you don't you know, fit everything right or whatever the case may be. All it takes is one guy to be out of place, man. All of a sudden, you got a huge play left and right, and those are those are momentum grabbers, man. Yeah. You got to be able to weather the storm. Like you said, the first half, you guys were up 20, or 21 to 6. Um, a huge, even though you guys were up, 21-6 and were the Cardinals were dominating the time of possession throughout the entire first half. Like you said, we the run game was going. So yeah. that's that's crazy. And we and we received the ball. Now part of that is because our defense gave up a big drive. We got a pick six. Sidney Brown had a pick six, nine nine yards. But yeah, there were two big drives where they were running the ball, taking up clock. Um, so even in the the half that we received the ball, we only had twenty possessions, which is crazy. It was a weird game. It really was. Well, Julio Jones caught both of the uh, first half touchdowns for the offense. And uh, like you said, Sidney Brown had that um, early uh, in the second quarter. Uh, pick six, first interception, took it to the house, man. Shout out to Sidney for that one. It was an impressive run. He was flying. I didn't realize that dude could roll like that. Dude, he's got a future, man. He plays with a lot of aggression, flies into the box, hits. Uh, really, really like watching Sidney play. Yeah. I'm 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 with you, man. I um I respected going up against them. Well, they brought it back and tied it in the second half, twenty-one twenty-one, and eventually uh, get the game-winning TD with uh, thirty-two seconds left to play. Um, Cardinals scored touchdowns on all four of their second-half possessions, and the Eagles' offense was outscored by nineteen points in the second half. Was this a case of them coming out with uh, different looks in the second half, or um, how'd you kind of feel as an offense? I can't speak for offensively but the reason it changed so quickly is because they received the ball coming out of halftime scored and we got a possession got a zero blitz J jalen delivered a great ball that Devontae just couldn't quite come down with before we knew it it was 21 21 you know what i mean yeah. so i mean it happened we get, very, very get a few good breaks and you run the ball well and limit the other team's possessions man it can it can feel like you you get dominated but in Reality, it's just you know limiting the time for you guys as an offense to go to work and yeah, we did get dominated. Though. I'm not trying to take it. the Cardinals. I mean, dude, they were running the ball hard. They were the they were doing a lot of uh, counter, pin and pull, double pullers. Um, you know, they were. You got to give them credit, man. They played hard as hell, especially offensively. They were they were getting after it. Uh, Coach Sirianni um, talked about the fourth quarter and the second half uh, struggles and addressed it with the media by saying, I like the calls, but maybe I could have been more aggressive there. Yeah. That's just me being honest. So a little bit of scrutiny on the series of plays in the fourth quarter. Um, 
And uh, Sirianni always he, – he always steps up to the plate, man. I've never seen that guy ever throw anybody under the bus or point a finger. Um, he he knows how to do it right, and that's the sign of a great leader, man. And that drew, that drive ended yeah. up resulting in a field goal instead of going for it. Um, and I think that's what he's he's talking about. But anybody can play Monday morning, coach yeah, or so quarterback. That, that drive, we ended up – ran inside zone on the first play of uh, that series, get a holding call. So now we're first and 20. Love that. Yeah, perfect. Um, start and there's not. I'm not blaming like Jordan. The way it bounced out front side, Jordan's not ready for the ball to go out there. It sucks. It's just a circumstance sometimes of the way when an inside zone bounces front side. I've seen it happen so many times of an offensive lineman who thinks he's pushing the guy exactly where he wants him to go, and then all of a sudden he's reaching out to make a tackle. You're not trying to hold him. It just kind of the way the play unfolds. It just happens sometimes. That puts us behind the sticks at first and twenty. We come out, quarterback run on first down, which I was excited to run that play. We had it ran it earlier, had some success, run it again. Don't execute the same way and only get four yards on it. I think when you run the quarterback run, you're looking for a bigger Big hitting game. play yeah. because you know everyone's going to be accounted for. There's never going to be a safety down who is unblocked. It's one of those that you get the numbers no matter what. Um, and we just didn't execute it the same way we did earlier. Um and we had a couple missed blocks and only get four yards on it. Yeah. Come right back. And this is where I think Sirianni saying he, in hindsight, maybe could have been more aggressive, but we call a play that's usually one of our better plays, which is another, it's really a quarterback reading play. He can either hand it to the running back going out the backside or keep it on the counter play. The old RPO. They hit us with a zero blitz. Double A gap blitz, one the safety going in one A gap, the backer was going to blitz in the other A gap. You know, we just the safety got through. And it's one of those where if it works, right? If everything gaps down and that safety gets blocked out the gate, it could have been a huge play. Now, a lot of could haves, right? It's not. It's a negative four yard run. We're back to third and twenty. And then at that point, I think what Sirianni's probably thinking is, you know, this we gotta throw the ball to try and convert this. But we also want to make sure that it's not Keep an incompletion so that we're not leaving them a bunch of time left. We force either another timeout, uh, two-minute, whatever. Spits out a wide receiver screen. It's one of those things that I think a lot of coaches do in those situations. It's a very situational play, unfortunately. Yeah. Doesn't, you guys don't do it all the time if you get put in that situation. but We go to those a lot when it's situations that are, hey, let's uh, throw a prayer up. It guarantees a little bit of yardage, I guess, so you're not risking a sack, it's probably a completion, so the clock is still going to be moving, and you're still in a good position to kick a field goal on fourth down. Yeah. Um, and then if it pops, you're looking at probably picking it up. That's why I think it's it's called. Is like it, This could be an explosive. We could get it, but it's also a pretty safe conservative play. Anyways, yeah, I mean, I think in hindsight, you know, Nick probably wishes he would have been more aggressive, especially with how things unfolded. We were also really aggressive earlier in the year against Washington, end up throwing a sluggo on – uh, in a four minute situation. Uh, and we went up because we scored on it, right? Yeah. But we scored too soon. And then all of a sudden that gave the ball back to Washington. So I wonder if that's playing into his head as well. It's like, listen, you know, we, we also, we want to be aggressive here. We want to get a first down, but we also don't want to give the ball back to Arizona with too much time left on the clock. So either way, it didn't work. It's tough, man. Yeah. It's tough. You know, I think that hindsight's obviously always 2020. Looking back on it, the runs didn't work. 
So, you know, you, you wish you would have done something more to be able to retain possession and not give the ball back to Arizona. Yep. Especially with, I think, how the game was unfolding. Uh, you know, we knew offensively that that was a big drive for us. And I thought it was really smart and potentially overshadowed. And, you know, Jonathan Gannon went for an onside kick right after they scored. He knew we go onside kick. We're conceding essentially three points probably mm-hmm. to Philly. But we're also, if we can get a stop, guaranteeing we're going to get another possession. Whereas if they would have kicked off, now all of a sudden you run the risk of us being able to bleed out everything easier. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, 100%. Longer field, so, more 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 field to drive on. So that's yeah. more time on the clock. You shorten the field. You essentially give up three in hopes that you get a big player a turnover or something. Yeah. Um, and you I get the ball back quicker. Decision by him. Yeah. Frustrating. You guys are still in a good seat, man. You guys just got to get that Philly dog mentality back. Um, Jalen was post-game saying it was another learning opportunity for us. We still have everything in front of us uh, to do what we want to do. We still got to clean things up. Um, there's still a sense of urgency to do that, and um, it's all hands on deck to do so. This is what I keep coming back to. And listen, I know you know fans are frustrated. We're frustrated. It's you know, I think everybody's pissed off after the game, if we're being quite honest. Uh, this is a game that we knew has had major implications. Yeah. You know, it's probably going to turn into our last game at the link for the season, which is frustrating. It's tough. Hey, man, it's over. All you can do is move forward and try and get things corrected. Look at the things you're doing well. This is what I look at. I think Jalen played really, really well. And if the quarterback's playing at a high level uh, – you always that takes got a chance, a lot baby. Of things, right? Hell yeah. And defensively, I know there's been there's been some bad games. There's been, you know, coordinating changes. I I, I see all that, but at the end of the day, I still think we got good players over there. One thousand percent. And I know it, it ain't it's not working right now, uh, but that doesn't mean it can't get better. And that doesn't mean it can't get fixed. And the only thing you can do as teammates, as players, as coaches. Just keep coming into the building with energy to work and get better. Keep trying to figure it out. Hell yeah. That's all, that's the only option we got. And that's a pretty good option. If you look at the guys you guys got, fuck. And I personally believe that we got people in there to get this done, to make these corrections and to play at a higher level. I know it's not happening right now. I get that. And it, it, it's, it's beyond infuriating when it's not clicking. And it tests you as a team. It tests you as a player. It tests you as a coach. Um, but, man, I still love all the guys in that building. And, and and I look forward to continually working with them uh, to go out there and try and write this thing. Well, circle the wagons, brother. It's uh, it's go time, baby. The playoffs are here. You're talking about how Jalen played great and how he's playing really good right now. And that leads us to our LeBron stat of the game. Uh, Jalen Hurts set the franchise record for the most touchdowns in a single season with 38 combined rushing and passing. This is not a fucking LeBron stat. This is a legit. <laughs> a single the guy just literally <laughs> set the. Se- God damn it. We're going in reverse. <laughs> Let's get to my game. Fuck. All right, now it's time to shout out our next sponsor. Who we got? Buffalo Wild Wings. Jason, you're a big B-dubs guy. Have you uh, heard about the Buffalo Wild Wings Tuesday and Thursday BOGO deals? I had not heard that news, Travis, but now I know exactly what I'm doing Tuesdays and Thursdays. (laughs) That's right, 92%ers. On Tuesday, you can get buy one, 
get one half off traditional wings. Mm. And on Thursdays, you can get buy one, get one free boneless wings. Ooh, That's a lot more wings for you and your buddies. Two days a week. Trav, are you uh, going to be getting the traditional wings or boneless wings? What are you going for? I'm traditional wings, yeah. You know us. We, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'll take it even one step further. I'm traditional wings and I am drums. You're drums? I'm drums. Tell me you're not a wing guy without telling me you're not a wing guy. <laughs> Everybody knows it's where the flats. No, nah, I like I like just being able, I like to just like, it's way cleaner to. It is easier to eat. The, There's no question. I could do it with one hand. I can I do both. I don't have to get the other hand. hand. I can no. get you gotta have you gotta have the dirty hand and the clean hand. Yeah, you gotta have the. You dirty You can't hand have and clean two hand. dirty hands. That's you not. You can't how you be wings. putting the fucking sauce on the remote. You know. Yeah, exactly. You can't do that. Make sure you get to B Dubs, aka Buffalo Wild Wings, on Tuesdays and Thursdays for their Bogo Wings. Let's go, Sports Bar. B Dubs Bogo deals are available at participating locations. Check the website or app for details. All right, now ninety-two percenters. Let's talk something that's been a game changer for Jasonius over here. Our next partner, AG One. Let's talk about it, Trav. I've been using AG One every day for the last year and a half. Damn, it's become a foundation for my daily routine. AG One is made of a comprehensive blend of ingredients with extensively researched benefits. Plus, it's got our back on the essentials: brain, gut, immune support. AG One covers all. The bases. People always ask me what the best way to elevate their health is, and my answer is always undoubtedly AG1. And that's why we've partnered with them for so long. Go to drinkag1.com slash new heights. That's right, ag1.com slash new heights. That's right, ag1.com slash new heights. And you can get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five. Free travel packs with your first purchase. That's drinkag1.com slash new heights. Elevate your health. Keep it simple and join us on the journey to new heights with AG1. All right, let's get some happy game. Happy game news. Happy game news. <laughs> Chiefs beat their rivals 25-17. The Bengals on New Year's Eve. There's so much that goes into this and there's so much emotion clearly be, like built up between you two. Uh, in the way these games have unfolded and the what's been at stake between the Chiefs and the Bengals over the last uh, what, four or five years. What are your initial thoughts, man? Man, I'll tell you what, man. That was a fun game to be a part of. It's probably the first first game I've had in a while where the energy felt right on the sideline, the, the excitement for everybody's success, not just out there trying to do your job. And guys were making plays. Guys were comfortable out there. We, we, um, we had a really good week of preparation, especially on the offensive side. Uh, or just speaking of uh, the offensive side, um, knowing that our defense played their asses off again. Um, but offensively, it felt like we, we caught a rhythm there. And um, yeah. and it all kind of started with that offensive line. I mean, those five guys uh, came together and made it a statement that, that we were going to control the line of scrimmage. And sure enough, I mean, Isaiah Pacheco, 100-plus yards after with a touchdown. Um Guys, the wide receivers getting in, uh, getting dirty, getting inside the uh, inside the hashes, and um, and getting some big blocks. It was just, it was a fun game to be a part of because everybody just uh, kind of rallied together to to prove to ourselves that 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 we can do this with the guys that we got in this locker room. And sure enough, we didn't put up as many touchdowns as we wanted to, but we were moving the ball, and we had our our uh, our safety net, Harrison Bucker, 
just dialed in for six uh, six out of six field goals. It was just uh, it was all around fun game, man. The atmosphere was great on New Year's uh, New Year's Eve. A lot of Chiefs fans excited for this one, knowing yeah. uh, knowing that the the Bengals have, have talked a lot in the uh, in the past. Also knowing that they're not the same team right now, be due to some injuries and obviously their quarterback sure. Joey Burrow uh, not not being out there, but. I always have nothing but respect for them, and uh, and they know that. And after the game, uh, it was cool to kind of catch up with a few guys. Um, didn't get to see my guy Orlando Brown, man. I I miss you, big guy. I love you. Big man. He's uh, he's forever going to be one of my favorite teammates. But um, yeah, it was uh, it was it was a fun day, man. Well, you guys officially clinched the AFC West with this uh, win against the Bengals, their eighth consecutive division title. That is crazy. You're also locked into the three seed for the playoffs. Uh, so we'll see what you guys end up doing this week. Uh, it's also the Chiefs' ninth consecutive 10-plus win season and ninth consecutive playoff berth. Man, that's a dominating decade of football for the Kansas City Chiefs. How was having mom there for that game, huh? Pretty good? It was fun, yeah. yeah. And then we uh, all got to celebrate New Year's, New Year's together. Yeah, it was awesome. uh, it was cool, man, to have all the friends and family. I think I had over 50 to 55 people come in for this one. Ooh, there you go. Yeah, a good uh, New Year celebration with uh, all the friends and fam. That's a lot. And I got to exchange presents with uh, Mama Kels. I can't tell you what I got because uh, some things are still being uh, made for you. That's one of the gifts. And it's awesome. Oh. You're going to fucking love this gift. So you found it's out not that, I don't, you... that I'm not into velour, so you decided to get me another gift now? No. Mom did. Oh, mom. Mom's getting for <laughs> Yes, it's it's the same gift that she got me, but it's just getting made. And you're going to love this fucking thing. This is, I mean, it's one of the coolest gifts uh, you got. We'll talk about it if you ever actually get it. <laughs> but yeah, it was cool to cool to have mom in town for the uh, catch up on a little Christmas and uh, and for the new year. Bring the new year in with her. Well, let's talk about the first half. You guys find yourselves trailing a little come from behind victory in the second half. The only touchdown of the game was an eight yard receiving touchdown for Isaiah Pacheco. In the first quarter, yep, down seventeen thirteen. Uh, you know what was the message at halftime from Andy? Just stay, just stay, stay on track. I think we all knew that uh, that we were, we kind of had the momentum, or at least we felt like we had the momentum going into half. Uh, kind of caught a stride on defense, uh, and then on top of that, uh, offensively, um, we realized that we were able to control the line of scrimmage, and that um handing the ball off was uh, was a hell of a play for us. So I think we kind of we kept doing that a little bit more, um, and we caught the uh, the Bengals in man coverage on a few uh, second and third downs and had some huge plays by our uh, by our wideouts and Pat Mahomes putting that thing on the money, man. There you go. Well, you guys came out of halftime, not getting in the end zone, but putting points up. Right away on the first two drives, you get uh, two more field goals to go up 19-17 in the third quarter. And the field goals continued, accounting for all of your second half points. Six for six. Man, he kicks – Bucker kicks six field goals. That's a lot of field goals. Yeah. Chiefs totaled 25 points after he connected on two more field goals. Longest of the night was 54 yards. Yeah, it's a big one. Pretty good kick. There you go. It's a, bit, it's a pretty big one, especially when you got you got a little wind in uh, in late December, man. Was it in his face? Are you saying right um, now that the wind was in his face? No. I think wind in any direction – it's no, always just a when assisting tricky. is always easier. Push yeah, that right. sucker in there. It's a good point. It's <laughs> a good point. What were the Bengals doing that was kind of struggling you guys in the red zone a little bit? 
a lot of teams are really playing this red this this goal line style defense once you get inside the 15 where it's it's basically keep it all in front of you don't give up a touchdown hold it and when teams are doing that you got to be able to run the run the ball you have the safeties and dbs are playing on the goal line kind of sitting there waiting on on everything and passing uh passing guys off in zones and it's prime prime position to be able to run the ball and yeah, I think I, I agree. think when we when we really started to get going, we got the ball down. To, I think the ten and the five on almost all of those drives. I feel like the the fifty four yarder obviously being the uh, the exception there. But needless to say, we got to be able to punch that thing in, no matter what defense they're running. Find ways to to put up seven points, man, because that's uh, against a better offense or against a, an offense that's clicking a little bit more on over over the course of the game. Um, those po- those field goals turning into touchdowns. I mean, those are daggers, absolute daggers. And I feel like teams across the league have gone to this shift of from like the ten from like the twelve yard line in. They've been playing that type of coverage, like zero. It's basically goal line defense, like you're saying, from a coverage perspective. Yeah, yeah, man, it's been successful. It's really stalled a lot of people out in those areas of the field. Mm-hmm. And I feel is that new this year? Is that just me or is that it feels like teams used to go to that at like the six was like when it used to kind of really kick in. It feels like it's moved out a little bit further now. Is that accurate? Ten to five. I I think you're you're somewhere in there, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't know what it is though, but yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know what the exact I'm kind of throwing out areas of the field where it felt like that would start to kick in. I don't know if that holds up from an analytical perspective, but um it definitely feels like it's moved further out than it used to. Yeah, 100%. Isaiah Pacheco was listed as questionable to play in this game after leaving last game with an injury. But, of course, uh, you know, it's going to be hard to keep this guy out. Can't keep him off the field, man. Everyone, Poppy. Comes back in a big way this week. Pacheco finished with 130 yards on 18 carries. That's a pretty darn good on the day. Little Poppy from Jersey, son. <laughs> Also had seven receptions for 35 yards. That's a went over the 150 mark uh, total. Oh, yeah, baby. Pacheco back in the lineup was running the ball a big part of the game plan this week. I think, I mean, it always is. Every right? game plan. Every game yeah. plan is uh, when you got a guy that runs like that, um, or really just a backfield that that can run like that, knowing that we didn't have uh, sure. Clyde Edwards, my dog Clyde, good brother Clyde. He wasn't uh, he wasn't out there this weekend, but um, hopefully we get him back this week and uh, have him strong for the playoffs. And then when you got Isaiah running the ball like this, and I think the the offensive line wanted to wanted to kind of make a statement, sure, and really just the the collective group of everybody, we wanted to make a statement to to come out, be physical, play with energy, and uh, be on the attack. And what way to be on the attack uh, better than running right at you? Well, yeah, I think it was a big part of the uh, game plan. There were a lot of people noticing Pacheco run. I've said it on the show, and it was all over Twitter. Everybody noticed about how ru- how mad Pacheco runs. Mad. Uh, angry runs, baby. He's an angry runner, man. Fighting the ground. Uh, let's take a look at some of these comments from Twitter. Cowboys corner- cornerback Jordan Lewis tweeted, Pacheco runs like he bite people. That's pretty good. Like he bite people. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, he's a biter. I feel like if Mike Tyson was a running back, he would run like Damn, Isaiah Pacheco. That's a good one. <laughs> I was thinking the other. I was thinking the other one. The uh, who's the other Ace Ventura uh, when nature calls. <laughs> <laughs> he did, who is it? Oh, it's, uh, it's the uh, in the in the oh, tribe. Who is it's it? Some uh, Martin maybe. I forget his name, but he jumps out of like a backpack. Yeah, he jumps out of the backpack. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's um, how Pacheco runs. Trill Withers on Twitter said, Pacheco runs like a little kid testing out new shoes in the store. <laughs> I can see I mean, that. Trying to see what uh, the grip feels like. You're yeah. really stomping them in to see what – yeah, I think that's – Pretty accurate. That's pretty good. NFL memes tweeted Pacheco runs like a damn cartoon character. <sighs> I mean, yeah, he's got a little Tasmanian devil in his in his steps, you know. He does. He's got that. He's got Taz energy for sure. Brett Adkinson, Pacheco runs like Super Mario when the mystery box gives him a star. <laughs> I don't see that's that one. Good. I don't see that one. I see because uh, Mario Mario was more smooth. That was more Darren Sproles to me. Darren I think Sproles he. I think he's more. He's more Pacheco's more uh, Sonic than he's Super Mario. I agree. Sonic, he like kind of gets going and then yeah. takes off. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's that's more accurate. If we're going, he gets the feet going. All right now. And from Jake and Ball on Twitter. I can't find the tweet, but the guy who said Isaiah Pacheco runs like the kid who wasn't allowed to have sugar at sleepovers was spot on. What's the most accurate way to describe Isaiah Pacheco's running style? I still think it's fighting with the ground. It's like he's having a 15-round boxing match with the ground. Tasmanian Devils sums it up for me. Rookie Rasheed Rice also had another huge game with 127 yards on five receptions. Yeah. Big dog. That's a, that's a good little guy average Rashi. It's a good little average Philly perk. John. Young Philly John. Uh, he and Pat also connected on the Chiefs' longest play of the entire season. A 67-yard pass at the end of the third quarter. Oh, yeah. Rice only needs 58 more yards to set the uh, the franchise rookie receiving record. Uh, so uh, I hope you guys don't rest him this next week. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Should Rasheed be getting more offensive rookie of the year consideration? Um. I think right now, uh, I don't really give a shit about rookie of the year. I'm not sure. I'm sure Rasheed had it as one of his like he probably doesn't care goals in his in his yeah. career. One hundred percent. It was one of my goals, and then I didn't play my rookie year. But he um he's having a hell of a year, man. I don't care if anybody uh gives him any consideration for it. Right now, he's playing his best ball, and we're going into late December, early January. Now January, and that's when you want to be playing your best fucking football, man. He's playing confident. No attacking the ball when it's in the air. When he catches the ball, he knows where to go with it immediately, which means he's seeing the field very well. And yeah. um, when you put a lot of guys like that around Pat Mahomes, um, all of a sudden things start clicking a little bit more and we start moving the ball real well. And uh, so I'm just ha I'm, I'm excited that he's getting a lot more comfortable out there and he's playing uh, the way that we all know that he can. Yeah, it's interesting because – with most rookies you see around this time of the year, the stats start to go the other way. They start to tail off and hit the rookie wall. Uh, but it appears like Rasheed is playing his best ball right now, which is huge for the Kansas City Chiefs. Rasheed does, if I and tell me if I'm wrong on this, um, I'm pretty sure Rasheed leads the league, not just rookies. He leads the league in yards after catch. So when he catches the Leading ball, he's, yak? he's doing he's doing the most with it. That's um, big. And that's that speaks volumes on what he brings to the to the table yeah you know and for um, sure that uh if people are considering them they should think about that stat and consider them all right now there we go um but yeah shout out to she well the chief's defense closes out and has another big game uh they finished the game with six sacks love Woo! to see it baby four of them man. coming in that that last drive man I, when i tell you 
The place was absolutely electric. I believe it. I mean, the stadium, the sta- it was loud. It was ferocious. Everybody was screaming their tail off on first, second, third down on that le- the, all the fourth quarter drives uh, when the defense was out there. And we felt that on the sidelines. Sure enough, they you get a big sack here, big sack there, and now everybody on the sideline is acting like just crazed animals at the zoo. You're just <laughs> ah! just screaming at everything and getting excited about everything, chest bumping. Yeah, just being being electric and 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 ecstatic about your your teammate's success, man, and that is that's that's the energy that that i think we've been missing uh leading up to that game um and i think i think we caught a caught a good vibe by doing it you guys caught a good vibe the entire second half you didn't allow them to score a single point in the second half the chiefs have now held the opposition to 20 or fewer points the league most 12 games this season yeah they held the Bengals to just 80 yards in the second half yesterday as a unit it has been uh really really fun to watch how dominant the kansas city chiefs have been uh, defensively. There was also a great clip going around from the Chiefs' social accounts of Willie Gay requesting the song Swag Surfing on the cameras of the sideline. Oh, yeah. It's a classic, man. Hey, hey, hey camera. Hey, tell them to play our Swag Surf. Tell them, pass the word up, tell them to play Swag Surf. We really need that. Go on, send a text message out, tell them to play Swag Surf. It was played in the stadium the next defensive drive. The offense was loving it. What is is there a significance with this song in like the Chiefs or is this just a a banger that you guys like? I think it's always kind of been a um I mean since I really want to say since I've been here it's been a huge fourth quarter big time moment big time like drive in the game for our defense. They play a, a highlight video that has Swag Surf on it. Nice. As the song and um and gets so everybody think- hyped. Do you think this was answered or was this set up from the beginning to probably play? And it's just I haven't heard it in a while. I haven't heard okay. it in a while, All so right. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's. I'm not I sure if it's been one of those songs on the sideline. I'm going to start. Which they won't answer my request, <laughs> dude. I've been. Yeah. We, so we do these like uh, team meetings, and everybody gets to pick a song. Uh, not everybody, but they take song requests, and they asked me like four weeks ago, and I requested YMCA by the uh, Village People. And they haven't asked me since, and they haven't played it. <laughs> Listen, you get you like get Jason. You this isn't a joke. It. I was like, it's kind of like, it would be funny, guys. Uh, it play it and watch the fucking room go nuts. <laughs> exactly. Don't question me. All right, I've been doing no, this we a wanna, long time. We want to play the, the YMCA seventh always. little Uzi Vert song. <laughs> oh, Fuck don't it. get me started with locker room music. <laughs> don't fucking get me started with locker room music. <laughs> now i understand why dad never listened to our fucking music growing right? up it's so true oh my there's just gosh. something with, with you get to a certain age and you're like yeah i'm not i don't get it in. anymore they <laughs> lost me i, I was all in on laffy about. taffy when i was in high school but now i don't know what's happening anymore <laughs> you play laffy taffy it's over that's, that's that that, now taffy. that's what don't yeah that's don't what i play and then the guys are all looking like who gave kels the mic and i'm like <laughs> you don't like this this is a banger laffy taffy and uh it wasn't me by shaggy are my two go-to's on the locker room mix. it's not a bad not a bad combination right there usually gets a few people going <laughs> No, Willie. Uh, I think I think we've been known to uh, to go crazy on the sideline when the defense yeah. is out there. 
you know, this is typically like a, two, like, I think I remember it being like a two minute deal, mm. two minute, yeah. like timeout in the middle of that timeout, play this, yeah. get everybody fired up for when their offense has to go back out on the field with the two minute drive um, or the two minute uh, after the two minute warning. So yeah, uh, shout out to Willie. I think the, uh, the swag surfer did exactly what he, he wanted it to do. And that was make that stadium feel like chaos, man. And uh, get the, get the energy on the sideline going again. Well, congrats on uh, beating your bitter rivals, the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, st- LeBron stat of the game, Patrick Mahomes joined hall of famer, Peyton Manning is the only players with 4,000 plus passing yards in six or more of a player's first seven seasons. This is absolutely LeBron stat. Well done. (laughs) But impressive. Nonetheless, way to go, Pat. If you know one thing about this show is that on occasion, you'll see a giant dog, maybe two hanging out behind me. Um, And you probably have been wondering is just what the hell it is. I feed those things. And the answer is simple. The Farmer's Dog. Ah, the Farmer's Dog makes and delivers fresh, healthy dog food. It's recommended by vets, nutritionally balanced, and made from human-grade ingredients in safe, clean kitchens. How about that? And my wife prefers to eat this over the gophers in the backyard. It doesn't matter if your dog is young or old. It's always the right time to begin investing in their health helping you live more healthy, happy, and full years together. They also send the food pre-portioned specifically for your dog based on their unique nutritional needs. So get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash new heights. Plus, you get free shipping. Just go to thefarmersdog.com slash new heights to get 50% off. That's thefarmersdog.com slash new heights. Happy New Year, 92 percenters. That's right. It's about time people start making their New Year's resolutions. Traff, you a resolutions guy? Not a chance. Okay. I think it's good to have resolutions. I think it's, I think it's a good thing. I usually don't do them, but I think it's commendable. Resolution is just a goal, right? Just like you're just setting yeah, goals it's for like yourself. A, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a moment for self-improvement usually, I feel like. If it's uh, one of your resolutions uh, to get your finances in shape after the holidays, the experience smart money debit card and digital checking account can help you. The experienced smart money debit card and digital checking account is sort of like a personal trainer for your finances, but with no sweating, treadmills, or uh, sit-ups required. It's pretty nice. All right. Now, all you have to do is make three months of certain bill payments, and then the experienced smart money debit card and digital checking account could help raise your credit scores. That's right. Who doesn't love to raise their credit scores? How easy is that? It's pretty easy, Trap. And uh, it's just as easy to set up your experienced smart money debit card and digital checking account. You can get started in minutes. To get your experienced smart money debit card and digital checking account, go to Experian.com slash Kelsey. Experian is not a bank. Experian boost results will vary. See terms at Experian.com slash legal. All right, let's get into week 17 roundup. Um, Get some quick thoughts about the biggest headlines of week 17, starting with uh, the latest playoff picture. That's right. The Ravens and 49ers officially clinched number one seeds in the AFC and NFC. Rightfully so. Um, Both teams are playing pretty damn good football right now. And um, the AFC and NFC East divisions are both still up for grabs. Bills and Dolphins will be playing for the division title next week. And the Eagles and Cowboys are tied at the top of the NFC East. The Jags and Colts um, and Texans are all tied with the same record in the AFC South, 9-7. and seven, And all still have a chance to make the playoffs with the, uh, the next, a win this next week. 
the Bucks control their own destiny, and the uh, if they beat the Panthers next week, and they'll win the NFC South. With the Seahawks lost to the Steelers, the Rams officially clinched a playoff wild card spot. So uh, shout out to the Rams. Um, another note on the Steelers Seahawks game with the Steelers Week 17 win. They secure uh, head coach Mike Tomlin's 17th consecutive non-losing season. Holy How about fuck. that? How about they were talking about... They were talking about firing him, up, what, seven weeks ago? The media is so dumb. Why are we? In, <laughs> why do we do the media? Well, I'm, Just a bunch I'm, of jackasses. Just a bunch of jackasses. <laughs> Just out here fucking talking nonsense. One of the best coaches the NFL has ever even seen about to yeah. possibly get his 17th consecutive non-losing season. Jesus Dude, Christ. I mean, listen. What I were think, you doing um, 17 years ago, Jason? See, I would have been sick. I would have been. High school. I'm trying to think of how old I would have been. I would have been 19. I would have been 19 years old. So I was. Is that right? I was in college already. I was in college 17 years ago. Damn, that's crazy. Is that nuts? That is nuts. Dude. What in the hell is happening? I was a freshman in college 17 years ago. What the fuck? Welcome to reality, son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, I had just gotten my driver's license suspended by the state of Ohio. <laughs> so <laughs> for totaling my uh, my hand me down. Is this Dodge Caravan out, from uh, like from you? The driveway? No, that didn't even total it. That just had to. I had to get a silver back door. That's all the, that. I just had to get a new back door on that thing. So it was a purple van with a silver back. We called it the the uh, silver back. The purple dragon. No, he called it the oh, purple, okay. like the, the, dragon. the dragon tail, right. man. Yeah. All right. And then uh, yeah, and then like a couple of months after that, flying around with a few of the guys uh, from the football team in the back. Kids, wear your seatbelt. Don't do this. This was very dumb, and I'm glad everybody came out okay. I was lucky, but I um swerving in and out of uh traffic, and I hit three parked cars. Oh my gosh! Yeah, how did you do that? Long story short, brakes. Uh, I'm gonna blame it on the tires. I, there's about a fucking thirty yard fucking tire skid. like skid mark going into yeah. these parked cars, and then I wasn't going that fast. I was only going probably like. 45 miles per hour but it was pretty it was pretty crazy and i'm glad that i came out okay and that the guy um the guy the people's cars uh that i hit weren't too damaged so it wasn't that crazy on the insurance but i did take get my license taken uh for this so yeah well i mean it sounds like something you should have your license taken for 100 percent. i put everybody's life in danger so i i deserve deservedly so and don't do that shit kids yeah please be a better kid than me but um, there's one thing yeah. not to mess around with. It's a motor vehicle. It's crazy to think Mike Tomlin hasn't had a losing season since then, though. That's the whole point of this. That is the point of this. That's why we started talking about it. Um, he is a fantastic coach. Shout out to uh, Tomlin. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. Shout out to Mike. Surpassed Pro Hall Football Hall of Famer George Hallis uh, for the third longest streak of consecutive 500 or better seasons by a head coach in NFL history. Wow, that's only the third. All right. I mean, it's kind of a LeBron step, but it's a pretty good one. That's a pretty good one. I don't know. I've heard from enough people in the Pittsburgh organization how great of a coach Tomlin is. I've played his teams, and it's evident to see how, especially his defense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, this guy's a hell of a coach. So, you know, whenever you see a guy is well-respected as him, 
go through some stuff at the beginning of the season and the team still fights and perseveres and gets to where they're at at this point, uh, you know, kudos to the Steelers and coach Tomlin. And um, yeah, that just speaks even more to the level of coach he is for sure. Black out the noise, baby. Lions Cowboys ending in controversy. Uh, this is one that I got to watch. It was happening Saturday night. The Cowboys beat the Lions 20 to 19 on Saturday, Saturday night football. So bogus. Gotta love so when bogus. the NFL starts going Saturday night. But yeah, this is, I'm curious on your point of this, or if you guys have had a similar play, because we have a very similar play. And um, I would love to dive into this because there's a lot being made out of it. I guess we'll walk it back. For those of you that didn't watch the game, uh, the Lions score uh, to bring the game within one point right at the end of the game. I don't know how much time was left, There's, but it was seconds. This was uh, the two-point conversion. I know, but they scored to go up within one point. Yeah. The two-point, they decide to go for two on the ensuing next play. Cowboys take a timeout on the first two-point attempt. They're deciding what they want to run, and they decide, elect to run a eligible tackle play uh, that's in some ways a trick play. Yeah. And the reason it's a little bit of a trick play is there's deception involved. And I know this because we've done the exact same thing. The way it works when you a new when you have a tackle go into the game and you have six offensive linemen, one of those linemen usually declares eligible to be a potential receiving threat. And for the Lions, that eligible player for this game was usually skip number 70. And apparently he had gone in before this play and on all the other jumbo packages or extra tackle packages that they had, he would declare eligible. He'd be announced at the stadium. Hey, 70 is eligible uh, into the defense. This play is designed for Tyler Decker to go up and declare eligible with the officials, man, Taylor Decker. Sorry. Sorry, Taylor skipper who runs on the field is told to run at the official and make it look like you're reporting. That is actually the coaching point that we have had for this exact play. They, you want the defense to think that the same guy that is reporting has already reported, but he's supposed to not report. Now what took place on the field? I'll admit it's hard to say. I don't, there is a universal symbol for declaring, which is this. That is the universal, hey, I am reporting is eligible. I don't think I see Skipper do the symbol, and it doesn't look like he gets close enough to declare eligible. I don't know what happened because I wasn't on the field. But what was supposed to happen is Decker was supposed to report, Skipper was supposed to make it look like he reported, and then Decker was supposed to catch a touch, uh, a two-point conversion pass, which he did. And I've heard people saying that they were that Decker was covered. He wasn't. If you go back and look at that tape, I thought it was really clever by the Lions. They had the outside guy line up two yards off the ball and the inside guy line up only a yard off and you see the inside guy signaling to the official off the ball. You actually see him signaling, Hey, I'm off and getting the okay, which would make that a legal formation. If it would have been uh, reported the proper way from everyone involved, either way, just a terrible way for this game to end because it was executed to perfection. Perfection. Of the reporting, thick six, baby. Always to win the game. Can you? I mean, on a two-point conversion, thick two, thick two. Yeah, that would have been an amazing way to end that game. The thing that's more perplexing, though, if I'm being honest, why did they go for two after that? Why didn't they just kick the extra point? They're on the seven-yard line. I understand going for two 
at the two-yard line, but what are the chances at the seven-yard line you're going to get in there? At that point, you got to, you know, hey, all right, let's kick regroup, the extra point regroup, and take this regroup, in. Regroup, exactly. Don't get pissed and try that and make was, it a state. I mean, I feel like but they, also, if you make it. I feel like it, they were just like pissed at that point. They're like, no, fuck that. We're going for we're it. We're going for <laughs> it. That <laughs> yeah, sounds like, like I've, I've met Dan like Campbell what one happened, time. Right? <laughs> met Dan Campbell one time. It sounds like that's a. <laughs> <laughs> that's a possibility for sure but, but at the same way, time that, yeah. yeah that stings man holy cow that's that's uh, tough man that's tough and it was so funny the uh, reporters asking all the cowboys players after the game so how would you think of that last one it's just like you know just uh just fortunate we came out with the win <laughs> yeah there's that one well, <laughs> like, if i'm the cowboys say? though low-key if you watch the pr- drive before that the cowboys had a chance to end with the ball in their hands yeah they yeah, like gave them way too. Yeah, I thought. I mean, listen, I think the Cowboys should have won the game the way it, they kind of made a blunder the previous play, which gave the Lions the opportunity to go down there and win the game. Yeah, and then the Lions obviously made a blunder. Well, somebody made a blunder on the end of the uh, play uh, for two points that ultimately um, cost them the game. But either way, there was some. It was a very odd end of the game, just in general. It's a very odd, odd way to end the game, and um, yeah, hate to see it. Hate to see it when a, a, a big call like that just uh, is such a big defi- de- defining factor in a game, man. Deciding factor just sucks when stuff like that happens. Anyways, Broncos beat the Chargers in a divisional game, sixteen to nine, just a few days after they announced they were benching Dangerous Wilson. Dangerous Wilson. Russ told uh, the media on Friday that the Broncos first threatened to bench him back in October if he didn't remove the injury guarantees from his contract. Yeah. According to Sports Illustrated, the Broncos uh, benched Wilson due to a $37 million in injury protection uh, scheduled to become guaranteed for 2025 uh, on the fifth day of the new league year in March. So, um, yeah, I'm not fucking signing that shit. What? No. This is the uh, read. This is why uh, it's in the contract. That's right. According to the NFL Network, yeah, this is what we agreed upon. This is it. This is the whole point of doing the contract. According to the NFL Network's Ian Rappaport, the Broncos are saying this is untrue, and they wanted to instead instead push back Wilson's injury guarantees, not eliminate them. Oh, just Mm. like eliminate them for now. So they wanted to reduce the injury guarantee. Yeah. Head coach uh, Sean Payton is also saying uh, the benching decision was football related, had nothing to do with the actual con- contract and the money and everything. Let's be honest. If the Broncos as a team were performing and Russ was having a great year, they wouldn't be doing this. So I see where Sean Payton's coming from. He's like, listen, but these monetary things definitely make impacts in teams' decisions to play guys. Unfortunately, yeah. Uh... Yeah. Incentives at the end of the year can have an effect on either the way guys are utilized, whether they're eligible. You see it more with guys that are, I guess, roster bubble guys, where it's like, hey, if this guy gets another game, he gets a certain playtime bonus or a certain whatever. And you'll see some odd decisions sometimes at the end of seasons, especially when you're already out of the playoffs. Yeah. But I think something like this is never just about the injury protections. Usually, Got a, got a few layers leveled into it. Yeah, is, is that fair to say? 
I, I'm right there with you. I think there's sh- there's shit going on, and obviously it's he said she sh- he said she said uh, from a lot of people down by the seashore. There no, yeah, I think. Uh... And yeah, that was. I can't fucking talk to save my fucking life. And uh, I think yeah, everybody's kind of just like trying to stay away from the topic and saying generic things that that kind of take the blame off of them, um, or make it not look like it's all about the money, which. We all know it's the NFL. It's always all about the fucking money. Yeah, I mean, you hate to see this happen to a, a player with like the pedigree that Russ has and what he's meant to the NFL. Yeah, you know, this isn't what anybody likes to see, especially as a player. It's like you know, it just sucks. But um, Russ is getting his money, so it doesn't suck too bad. <laughs> <laughs> he's had a good run, and he he just signed a two hundred million dollar contract that he's uh, he's just reeling in. Well, Peyton um, has not been happy with the offense. Perry and Rappaport. Peyton hasn't been happy with how his offense has been running. He's seen it at a high level with Drew Brees, and this wasn't it. They kept needing to simplify and pare it down. They struggled to get plays in, and it rarely was run to the speed he wanted. So, I mean, I don't think that Peyton's lying. Like, I think that those are probably all things that have frustrated him. We'll know when they do a 60... 30 for 30. 30 for 30? I don't yeah, think they're doing a 30 for 30 on this one. No, they're going to do like a 60 minute on. All right. Yeah, they'll do like. They'll a, do a 30 for 30 on Russell Wilson. He's had a he's had enough go on in his career. I think he'll, I think it'll be a fun one to. Yeah, I don't feel. Be tuned into. Uh, trying to decipher the reasons behind Russell Wilson's benching. Yeah. So let's move on. Owner throws drink on a fan. Man. <sighs> Who didn't see that coming? That is a crazy headline. How long Carolina has this been Panthers going on? owner David Tepper was caught on camera during the Panthers' 26-0 loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars, apparently throwing a drink in the direction of a Jaguars fan from his suite at Everbank Stadium. Ah. NFL spokesperson Brian McCarthy said the league is aware of the video and has no further comment at the time. Let's watch this video. I've, I've already seen it, but I just want to see if you can... I think you can tell that it looks like it definitely looks like something's thrown. I mean, yeah, that he he definitely threw a drink on a fan. Throwing like a drink or like spitting on somebody is just like I'd rather you just punch me in the face. Like I don't know why Dude. that is so much more disrespectful to somebody. Am I? Are you? Do you think that's accurate? I'm. I There's mean, like an air of like, um, uh, like I'm better than you in that like toss. Is that fair yeah, to say? Or am it's I more of being a, a little like, bit too harsh. I think I think you're on to something. Like I'm um, I'm kind of with you on this. Like it's almost like, like a like, snood like I'm like, dude. Yes. Fuck you. Yes. I'm, I'm higher up than you. Yeah. I, I, I won't don't know even why. Like spitting on someone, throwing a drink on someone. I'd, I'd rather you just punch me in the face. Let's just settle it. You know, I don't need the the disrespect. Punching me in the face out of anger is not disrespectful. Throwing a drink on me or spitting on me is disrespectful. Does that make sense? It does to me. I don't know why. I don't know why it does, but it does. Um, Just punch me in the face. (laughs) I've been punched in the face before. I can handle that. That's fine. That's nothing new. But you like spitting on me. Might have a moment of reflection right there. Like, why did did I just get punched in the face? (laughs) Did I deserve that? But at no point are you like, did I deserve to have a drink thrown on me? Fuck no, I didn't. Damn, that's good. It's a good bit. It's a good thought. I've never. I don't, yeah. I don't know if other people agree with that or not, but it's. Let's take it to the ninety-two percenters. You guys agree with uh, the disrespect of either getting punched in the face or 
thrown a drink on as uh, more disrespectful. <sighs> yeah. Let us know. Shout we'll take to, up. Shout out to David Tepper. I'll try. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to the frustrating times <laughs> that this guy's going through right now, just getting heckled by Jaguar fans now. Yeah, um, he's he's getting paid. That is one thing he is doing. <laughs> if we're if we're not getting mad at Russ for his two hundred million dollar payday, we can't. We can't get mad at De- De- Tepper. <laughs> no, he's doing all right. Yeah, he owns the stadium they were in, so good for him. He does. Coin toss suspension. Yeah, this wasn't this week. This was actually uh, week 16, but the Packers were without their star cornerback this week in uh, week 17, uh, Jair Alexander. This was hilarious. It was pretty funny, man. This week against the Vikings, he was suspended. But last week when they played actually in Charlotte, um, Alexander uh, appointed himself as a captain for uh, <laughs> – uh, the Packers week 16 game. It's so funny. I can only Appointed imagine. Himself. But um, he participated in the coin toss. And when he wasn't supposed uh, to be out there, that is, the coaches didn't write him down as a captain. So I'm pretty sure that's it's actually it might be illegal to do this. I, to be honest, I have no idea. I have no idea either. But during the coin toss, Alexander, uh, quote unquote, crashed the coin toss and he called tails, won the toss electric first nice. like hey, if you're gonna listen, do this shit when don't the toss. you go out there win the toss all right good job nah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh alexander was asked about uh his decision on whether he wanted the ball or to de- to defer or to kick which is the third one that you probably never want to actually say you don't even want to be offered that option i don't even they it shouldn't even be an option at this point during the toss that alexander crashed uh he called tails won the toss but then said the packers wanted to be on defense instead of correctly saying defer defer which means you defer to the second half to say whether or not you want to receive or not which Um, is essentially you're starting on defense yeah i mean i'm kind of with it's funny that you don't say defer. You have to say def- Yeah. Yeah, but like everybody you. does know, like he's not saying kick. We all know he's not saying kick. I don't, and the officials have caught on now. They don't even give you the option anymore. They, right after they know you're winning it, they say, would you like to receive or defer? Like they know that nobody's supposed to say kick. But it was extra funny when he just said defense and then they said, so defer? And he just said, yeah, defense. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Alexander in quotes after the game, it's only suiting. Um, I don't think coach knew I was from Charlotte. Uh, the guys backed me up. Um, hey, so the, his teammates go. backed him up and um, they knew I was from here. I said, I want our defense to be out there. They all looked at me like I was crazy. I mean, it's pretty simple what I said. <laughs> he was like, defer question mark. Um, I'm like, yeah, everybody was <laughs> laughing. <laughs> Could you imagine? I love how there is like this certain like protocol, like you have to say the right magic word to like get what you want. Yeah, and exactly, he's just out here like receive. Like the defense is out first, my offense is out first. Like who gives a shit how I say it? You know what I want? Offense or defense? I don't want to kick. I kind of feel like it should be offense or defense at this point. Let's stop doing kick, receiver, defer. No, no. I love offense the kick. Offense or defense? No. Kick off. You, you want to stay true to yep. it? I want somebody to really fuck it up one time and it nobody is correct them. When they mess it up, it's great. So I guess let's give some context here. So a lot of teams in the NFL, I think Andy and the Chiefs are one of them. He certainly was like this in Philadelphia. Game by game captains, every game. Game by game captains. And most of the time, if wherever the game is being played, when it's an away game, a lot of the times the head coach 
will pick players if they are from that area. Oh yeah. So or played for that Cleveland, team. he would make one of us the captain for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Or if you played for that organization, like Travis just said, if you're a former uh, cowboy and you're playing the Cowboys, if, if he'll make Andy you a captain playing you a against captain your for that team. game. Yeah. That's what he's saying when he's saying he's from Charlotte. Uh, I'm assuming that LaFleur does game by game captains if this is happening, but maybe not. I would, I would assume so as well. Clearly there was a uh, coach wasn't happy with it because he was benched for the following week. <sighs> Either way. Absolutely hilarious that this took place. Hilarious story. And he won the toss, so you can't be that mad at him. Yeah, he can't be too mad. <laughs> you helping the team or you hurting the team? Um, I have never seen firsthand out at a coin toss somebody mess it up. But I've seen them on video. I'm pretty sure we almost fucked it up in the uh, Super Bowl. Really? Super Bowl or playoffs? I forget when it was. I think Dustin Colquitt kind of like re- like. I, Did you say I defense? I, I wish I should have known the story coming into it. I don't have enough. All right, that's fair. To don't it. have Sorry. enough to to yeah. corroborate it. <laughs> what the fuck you just said? Yeah, I remember it uh, kind of going shaky, and then somebody stepped up and corrected the uh, the what was the wrong call to a, to the right call. It's it definitely happened in the league where a team is kicked off twice. I hate to say, it, but I think it might be like a Tim Tebow situation. Did Tebow screw it up one time? I could be wrong, but I think. The Ravens, maybe. There's a team that so there. The reason that there is an option to kick uh, before the NFL was so offensively dominated, teams I guess would potentially choose that, which is crazy to think. Uh, which essentially would mean your defense starts both halves. Um, but I I could be wrong, but I think that this intentionally happened. There was a really bad weather game one year, and I believe. I want to say it was the Ravens, but one of the teams started off on defense because they're like, Hey, we get the ball. There's only, there's just a high chance that we're going to have a turnover or something like that. Yeah. I don't know what year it was or if that happened, it could all be in my head. New Heights stamp of the week. Yeah. Moving on. Let's uh, hand out some stamps to the players who took their games in new Heights in week Hey-o. 17 of the NFL season. New Heights stamp of the week is brought to you by our friends at accelerator. that's right accelerator active energy drink is available on amazon this week i think i'm going with a former teammate of mine bill's cornerback razul douglas razul we played with uh uh me in philadelphia and our teammates for a long time he was a locker room favorite awesome guy and it's uh been great to see him flourish in the bill's defense this past week he had two picks against the patriots in the bill's 27 21 win this week one of his picks returned for a 40-yard pick six. Damn. That's right. The Bills acquired uh, Razul from the Packers in week nine, and Douglas has been uh, leading the league in takeaways with six. Damn. That's pretty good. Balling I didn't know out. Russell was having that good of a year, man. Way to yeah. take your game to new heights, big dog. Uh, got a bunch of respect for uh, Razul as I've, I've played him uh, on a few different teams. Nice. Bears wide receiver. DJ Moore taking his game to new heights. Had uh, nine receptions for 159 yards and a tutty in the Bears' 37-17 win over the Falcons. Moore had a pretty crazy 32-yard catch at the end of the first quarter where he was uh, tilting his head all the way back uh, to track Fields' pass. Uh, That's Justin Fields. And uh, when he was asked about the catch after the game, Moore said that uh, he couldn't even really see the ball. In quotes, the snow kind of got in my way, so I had to track 
it uh then blind catch it it was like thank goodness i caught this i just have <laughs> to trust myself uh to catch this and i and i really did it well i mean sometimes <laughs> you, you just gotta to throw your that? hands out there man just shoot your hands he sandlotted it yeah he smalls it <laughs> just put your glove up man is justin fields benny the jet yeah, oh, nice. Um, yeah, shout out to DJ Moore, man. Has always had a bunch of respect for him. Uh, obviously, with the Bears for the first his first year with the Bears, and um, had a huge, huge game uh, late in the season, man. Shout out to DJ for taking his game to New Heights. All righty, that wraps up another episode of New Heights. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube to the New Heights channel so you know when new episodes are coming out, and check out our new bonus video this Friday. You. Yeah. We'll be previewing our last games of the regular season and giving some updates on our upcoming bracket competition. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Wherever you get your podcasts. And once again, New Heights is presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment and brought to you by the Experian all-new Smart Money Debit Card, the debit card that builds credit without the debt. Hey! That's right. Uh, Follow the show on all social media at New Heights Show with one S, and thank you to our production and crew. We love you. We thank Seriously. you. You guys are awesome. And girls. Emma. Sorry. Hopefully you guys stay with us. Right. And uh, thank you to all the 92 percenters for tuning in. We'll see you guys Friday for the bonus video. Bang. See ya. Bang, bang. It's crazy. I did. I get endless people FaceTime. It's the most annoying thing. This is my entire call history from yesterday at 12 o'clock. Have you ever answered them? No, I don't answer them. And they're all different numbers? It's just random people. Then they leave voicemails. Oh, you want to talk? No, I don't want to talk. Yeah, I mean, you might want to change the number you've had since middle school. I don't want to do that. I just want to know why people want to do this to me. Because you're special, Jason. You're a special individual. Would you have called Michael Jordan if he had his number growing up? No, I'm not insane. (laughs) Maybe I might have called Michael Jordan. That is so good. I fucking rethought about that. And I'm like, fuck, if I had Michael Jordan. I'd probably call him. Fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I'd fucking. I'd fucking. I would just have FaceTime him. <laughs>